Natural Health. And Peter Mullen is with us now. Ten top tips to manage stress naturally. That's what we're looking at today, Peter. Yeah, well, I thought it's the perfect time of year following on from what we were talking Stressful about last some, time, isn't it? Christmas, yeah. absolutely. So it's a symptom of modern life, but how well do you cope with the stresses you face daily? Ten tips to manage stress naturally. Christmas can be a very stressful time for a lot of people. There's a lot of financial pressures on there, and there's a lot of other pressures to bear. How can we cope with this? Well, we were talking about it, you and I, just before in the break, about you know probably the two biggest stresses in life for in the modern life is yeah. relationships, and that's with our primary part and family and um, finances. And probably Christmas is a double whammy for yeah. both of those, isn't it? We're actually, um, we've got a, a free talk on tonight on coping with stress and adrenal fatigue. And um, I noticed that yesterday on Facebook, someone had commented, don't they know it's Christmas? This is the most stressful time of the year. Why have they got a talk on now? So I thought that's not a bad about, um, I want to just make an outlandish statement here, if I can. This is one of Dave's outlandish statements. You ready for this? <laughs> girls, cover your ears, girls. Guys, listen out and uh, see if you agree with this. Um, women are great as long as there's money there. If you've got the money for them, they're happy. If there's no money around, ooh, can be very, very difficult time. <laughs> that's one of my outlandish remarks. What do you think that, of that? that? I think that's a very outlandish <laughs> remark, and I'm not going to agree or disagree on oh, air. Oh, I'm paddling alone on this one. Thanks <laughs> you for are up that creek. So yeah, so what um interesting too. Just before Meryl was talking to um a, a student or a fellow here doing his thesis on uh, curcumin or turmeric and uh, fish oil for helping people with diabetes, actually going to be doing a study here through the university. And I thought what's awesome is that how um, science is catching up with what in India has been known for you know such a long period of yeah, time. Yeah. All these traditional herbal medicines like they don't. No one tends to spend the money to do research in herbal medicine because. You know, there's not a lot of money to be made. You can't patent them. You can't, you know, turn it into a pharmaceutical drug. So to hear someone actually spending the time and putting the effort into researching these wonderful natural medicines that have been around for so long is fantastic. That is, well, uh, very fantastic. Now, what about things like the difference between Eastern and Western medicine? Is there a great difference between the two and the way we approach them? Uh, absolutely. And the gap's actually closing. You know, 20, 25 years ago, talking about stress, 25 years ago when I first started in practice or 20 years ago, um, if you went to a GP and said you were stressed, they would have told you there was literally no such thing. Mm. This is only in 20 years yeah. how things have changed. I did a seminar um, earlier this year for a group of principals from up the Hunter Valley. One of the ladies there, a principal, still working today, so she would be in her early to late late 50s, early 60s. She said years ago when she went to the doctor about stress, the doctor said, "Have you ever suggest, have you ever considered taking up smoking?" Oh my God! So that's how far that's how is, far is that? Yeah, that's how far our stress management concepts yeah. have come. And Eastern medicine has known for a long time about. This cannot this this combination or that we are we're not just a physical body we're an emotional body a mental body and a spiritual body as well and that's basically the difference between Eastern and Western philosophy Western medicine is very has been up to date very mechanistic you know it's a it's a pill for an ill it's if you've got a pain here we'll just deal with that whereas the Eastern philosophy is more more encompassing more the whole but just so far like or, or these days when you go to a doctor and you've got a a wide range of unusual symptoms, which is what we see all the time, um, the doctor will say, look, it's most likely stress. Mm. So how far have we come in 20 Does years? Does it come so down to comprehension? It's hard for those from the West to comprehend how they do things and how they approach things with Eastern medicine? Uh, I, th I think, you know, that's that's part of our... We've sort of gone away a bit from nature and, you know, just a more holistic... Like mm. the whole, whole concept behind naturopathic medicine or the naturopathic approach is... It's a philo it's philosophy based, like Eastern medicine 
um, Western medicine rather than doesn't have a philosophy philosophy or a concept. Mm. You know, first do no harm is the standard um, mantra. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, that's not always the case with pharmaceutical drugs, etc. But yeah, so it's interesting. But it's interesting how the two are starting to become closer together, which is fantastic. So particularly when we hear hear about a study like that. We've got Paul with us. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good, thanks, Camp. And that how are you? And how's Peter going? Good, thank you, Paul. That's good. Listen, Peter, I got a bit of trouble with my shoulder blade um, on my left side. They said I got a frozen shoulder. Right. Now, I don't want to go for a cortisone because I don't like cortisone because I'm diabetic. Yeah. Send up my diabetic up to 100 miles an hour. Yeah, absolutely. And interestingly, okay. a lot of one of the. Um, like it's a common risk factor for people that develop a frozen shoulder to also have diabetes, so it's not uncommon yep. for it to actually occur with with yep. someone that's got diabetes. Yep. So what what I would rec- so what you were after some advice about some things that you could do naturally. Yeah, yeah, naturally. If you've got something I can uh, wipe down here and wipe this here to do it nice and slow, because I'm a slow learner, I can't spell pretty. <laughs> that's that's all right. What I'd recommend three things. First yep. thing is I'd find a really good massage therapist. Yep. Or and or physio. But um, yeah, well, I'm going up to the John Hunter for that next Monday. Great, great, because you do need some physical um, treatment. And one of the best things I've found for some of my clients is actually getting to the swimming pool and doing breaststroke. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, just you've just got to slowly keep that movement there. The problem with frozen shoulder is often once it's stuck like that, it can take 12 to 18 months to come good. But yeah. um, if you get some massage therapy and get in the pool, and particularly if it's a heated pool, the other two supplements that work really well in reducing inflammation is what the fellow was talking about um, in Merrill's show just before, which is curcumin. And curcumin is the, the isolated extract or the concentrated part of turmeric. So if you get to um, um, if you can get come across a good turmeric supplement, right. and the other thing is um, a really good quality fish oil. Fish oil. Okay, just write that down. Fish oil. Yeah, it needs to be a good quality and high strength. So make sure you get a, a stronger one as you get. Now, if you start on those two, it can take you know between two to six weeks to really give that a chance to kick in. But um, if you sort of combine that with your um, Obviously, you want to really try and manage your blood sugar really well. You want to try and keep your body fat down um, because they're all inflammatory as well. And then if you add those anti-inflammatory supplements and the physical therapy, that should make a big difference for you. Now, if that doesn't help, you're more than welcome to give me a call at the office. All right. Good luck with that, Paul. Thank you for giving us a call here for Health and Wellbeing, 49216216, if you'd like to get through. Now, we're continuing now, Pete. Let's take a look at the top 10 tips to manage stress naturally. Well, you know, one of the um, – I was actually reading about this last week. One of the, the – uh, one a herb that everybody has in their kitchen that has been shown to be anti-anxiolytic, so really good for anxiety, is ginger. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yep. So I have a fresh juice every morning, and I always whack a big dollop of um, raw ginger in there. So ginger's really good. Uh, number one tip is hydrate. Right. You know, all, all your organs, including your brain, need water to function properly. We've talked about hydration on this show that many times, but we all forget. You know, unless you've got a jug of filtered water sitting there in front of you, you know, a big thing we see every day is people not hydrated enough. So studies have been shown that being dehydrated, even 500 mils less than what you require, can increase your cortisol or your stress level. So if you're dehydrated, it will actually cause you to be more stressed. Avoiding caffeine. Mm-hmm. 
Now, caffeine um, causes your adrenal glands to release adrenaline, gives you a temporary boost, but can make you feel fatigued and depressed later. And interesting thing, caffeine has a half-life of about four to six hours. So that's why people, if they have a coffee at breakfast and a coffee at lunch, can then have trouble sleeping at night time mm-hmm. because they've still got half the amount of caffeine in their bloodstream six hours later. Um, it when, also, we, when we say that, we have to factor in colas too, don't we? Yeah, anything caffeinated, coffee, tea, caffeinated soft drinks, um, and anything that's going to you know, upset your um, sleep patterns is not going to be good. Also, things like um, weight gain, moodiness, heart disease, and diabetes as a result of elevated cortisol. Uh, number three is probably my favorite, chew well, eat slowly. You know, Practice what I call mindfulness while you're eating. So every time you eat is a great opportunity to stop Take a deep breath, sit down, put your food on a plate and just sort of check in and see where you're up to. Um, you know, don't in front of the, don't eat in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really mindless eating yeah. and never eat on two feet. Okay. Do you do a bit of that? Come in from work and standing, standing up? up. No, sit, yeah. Usually sitting down. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> um, eating whole foods daily. Include lots of fresh fruit, veggies, salad, proteins, um, superfoods. And, you know, we talked before about anti-inflammatory, so all your fish, things like um, broccoli and turmeric, beneficial for their antioxidant anti-inflammatory qualities. Okay, so what are we up to now? We're up to... Number uh, five. Right, number five, which is get moving. Get moving. So enjoy a minimum of 30 minutes of moderate exercise five to six times a week. Uh, go out for a walk in the morning or evening, early evening and get a healthy dose of vitamin D. So vitamin D has been shown to help cope with stress. So right. it's all the, all the, interestingly, it's all the things that we should, traditional hunter-gatherers, you know, we'd be walking 20 kilometers a day to get our food. We'd be spending mm-hmm. time outdoors in nature. Like all of the things that our bodies, that we actually were designed to be doing, we don't do anymore. Oh. We stay inside, we're in front of computer screens. So yeah, vitamin D is a good one. Uh, number six, Maintain a healthy weight. So um, Paul, we were talking about before, has diabetes. And for a lot of people with diabetes, carrying extra weight can be an issue from an inflammatory point of view and also creates more stress. Um, Following a low GI diet, which we've talked about before on this show. Uh, Number seven, get plenty of sleep. And it's ensure a minimum of eight to, to, or probably six to nine hours sleep a night. Mm Mm-hmm. And anything less than six hours a night, I would call sleep deprivation and could go on to cause all sorts of health yeah, risks. You need quality sleep. Yeah. Quality sleep. And the old saying is, remember, it's the hours before midnight that count. Yep. Uh, number eight. Practice relaxation regularly. Absolutely. Try Tai Chi, yoga, meditation. Um, find something that works for you to take your mind off whatever stresses you. Um, there's some. We've got a really good blog on our website at the moment. And there's a link to um, a program that has free free meditation apps on it. Oh, okay. That's great. Yep. And you can download. There's some great free apps you can download on your iPhone as well to start to practice meditation. Take natural medicines. I always recommend everybody everybody should be taking a good quality comprehensive multivitamin mineral, uh, which contains antioxidants, a uh, good quality high-dose fish oil every day, and a probiotic to look after their gut health. So I think everybody... The young and the elderly, particularly, should always be taking those three main supplements. Mm-hmm. And my probably my favourite one, and this is something um, Dana and I have always done since we've been in business over the last 25 years with our kids, is we've always planned regular holidays. You know, we always try and take a week or two at Easter, a week or two at in the September October school holidays, mm-hmm. yes, and always two weeks at Christmas. So it sort of breaks your year up into manageable chunks. 
and then also plan regular mini breaks. So rather than, you know, so many of, so many of my patients will go 12 months without a break. Yeah, yeah. And we're just when you're 20, maybe you get away with yeah. it, but when you're not 20 anymore, Catches it's ridiculous. It. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. regular holidays. It's 10 tips to manage stress naturally today. We know that there are some people listening right now who are having quite a stressful life and might be looking for some help in that area. What about the forum that you're hosting tonight? Thanks, Dave. Um, we've got a, a free talk on tonight at our office um, on stress and adrenal fatigue, just so people get to understand a bit more about um, how stress can affect us. I'm sure everyone's aware of that these days. Yeah. But also, there's quite a lot of like practical things that people can be doing to really try and get things in perspective. So, um, yeah, so we've got a free talk on tonight. Um, it's at 6.30 at our offices in um, Hamilton. Right, right. Now, how can we get involved? Is there still some seats available that we can come and be part of that? We still have some seats available, so people are welcome to either call the office on 49614075 or they can get onto our website and there's a link there to take them through to, to the, the tickets. Find out more details about that. That is happening tonight, that one that is about stress, and there's plenty of seats available. Now, as we continue here, we're talking about stress today. You mentioned we need some tools to help us with this, and at your website, you have some tools that we can download and have yeah, a read absolutely. of? Absolutely. There's some, um, a couple of great blogs, why constantly stressing is doing your body damage, and then those top tips that we've talked about today will be there as well. But um, as I said, there's a couple of links there to some um, really good support Right. Um, literature. There's some free downloads people can get onto and you know download some meditation tapes. Have you ever tried meditation before? No, no, never. No, no. Yeah, it's a similar concept to prayer. Is it like having a sleep? So you just not. <laughs> no, it's actually it's a little bit more I conscious. I can do with another sleep. A little can bit I, more no. conscious than that. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Although sometimes you know you will fall asleep while you are trying to meditate, but I definitely think. And um, then you wake up after the med- well, you through the meditation you come through. Oh, gee, I feel so good. It was a great three hours. <laughs> Meditation's awesome. Is that well, right? No. Uh, hopefully, in the new year, um, we're looking at doing a series of um, seminars on teaching people yeah. how to meditate. Just very basic, simple stuff. But I think I think you hit the nail on the head when we were talking before. We, we, if we keep doing what we've always, you know, the old saying: if we keep doing what we've always done. You'll keep getting the results that you've always gotten. Yes. So um, I think we do need to look at some new strategies for coping with this pace of life these days. Just before we go today, we've got another caller on the line. Hello. We've got Peter here for you now. Yes, good afternoon, fellas. Um, a couple of questions about fructose. Plain brown rice or jasmine rice? And what's your opinion on a hydrogen breath test? Uh, yep. So um, question number one about fructose. Yep. So fructose from fruit, I'm quite happy with. You know, I sort of would, you know, recommend to most clients to restrict your fruit to maybe two to three pieces a day. Yep. But I would say that that's the only place really you should be getting any fructose from. Right. So you know, brown rice is no, the fructose is not a problem? Uh, I wasn't sure, I wasn't aware that there was fructose in brown rice. Right. So which of the two rices would be okay, the, the plain or the jasmine, or you would avoid the jasmine? I would definitely go, like the best rice from a GI point of view is, um, like a low glycemic point of view, is like organic brown basmati rice. After that, I'd go with like an organic brown rice. And then um, jasmine rice, like the more refined it gets, the 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 higher it's going to put your sugar levels up. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Thank you so much for being part of Health and Wellbeing today. Thank you, Dave. You'll be back with us next week. Yeah, absolutely. Back from midday, it's uh, Peter Mullen with us, our naturopath at 2NURFM. Coming up soon, more of your easy listening favourites with John Slaven. 2NURFM 103.7.